So before we get started today, we are actually dedicating this podcast to our very own Cameron Iwasa, who, as we all know, celebrated his last game ever as a professional. We're really excited to talk about it on this show. And so thank you so much, Cam. Hashtag thank you, Cam. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to the State of the Republic podcast. My name is Luis, and today I am joined by our podcast mom, Sharon and Jared. Let's go to you, Sharon. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. Listen, am I am I still Mother Trucker? I know I don't have my hat on right now, but um, I was wearing the T-shirt the other day and uh, for, for the final match for Cam as he retired. Um, felt real proud wearing our brand. Feel, felt real proud being there as part of a Repub- the Republic fan base that, you know, bid Cam farewell. It was a wonderful thing. I know we'll talk to it soon. I'm doing good. Recovered from the weekend. Great day in, in where I live. Little rain. Excellent. It's now Monday night. Tossing it over to you, Jared. How are you doing? Uh, recovered after Saturday. With all that running I, I was doing in the stands, uh, I was definitely feeling it up, up in the upper leg muscles. But uh, since then, a bit of ibuprofen, a bit of food. Doing excellent. Well, I'm glad you two are doing great. I mean, Saturday was was just such an amazing day. In my opinion, the best Republic game I have ever experienced. And I think if we look at our history, uh, I would even argue that it might be number two in the history of the club, right? Just after the championship game because of all the emotions, everything that went on and, and all that. So, yeah, really excited to be able to talk about this game and uh, the fact that us three were there to witness it, it was great. And it didn't even feel like it was an end of season game. It honestly just felt like it was just a game that would happen at any other point in the season. And uh, as I told Jared, as we were walking away from the stadium, I wouldn't trade this game for a playoff game in which we lose. I would not do that. So I'd much rather end the season this way than end the season Losing 2-0, 3-0. Let's go ahead and get started with uh, the first thing that we like to always talk about here lately on, on the podcast, and that's our golazos of gratitude. I know you two probably have quite a few of them, so let's go first with you, Sharon. What what do you have for us today? Um, golazos of gratitude. Um, once again, I just have to thank all the, the staff that have made a lot of things happen. You know, they they pulled a lot of rabbits out of their hats for this last uh, match, the, you know, this last home match. And, you know, I just have to thank all of them for stepping up to the plate and putting on a, a good show and having different things for everybody to do and, you know, and enjoyment and to Lisa, who was one of the red shirts. She's one of the hospitality people um, really have always enjoyed her company and then, of course, you know, galazos of gratitude, of course, are heaped on Cameron Awasa. You know, I know each and every one of us are going to say, if we had to be grateful for anything, it's the many years that we have been able to enjoy our dear, sweet Cam, you know, doing what he does and being himself. So there you have it. All right. Well, I've got a few uh, galazos of gratitude as well. First of all, even before the match started, I've I got to give uh, my galazos of gratitude to Polly's uh, Barbershop, uh, it's spelled P-O-L-I, uh, with two locations. The one I went to was on 24th uh, Street and J. 
the gentleman there got me hooked up with, with an amazing haircut, which uh, some of you may have seen Saturday at the match. I mean, it was an amazing vibe there. Expert ha haircutting service with some uh, oldies playing in the background. And, you, you know, you got to love that vibe. So they've also cut the hairs of a few Republic FC players, including a couple goalies. So, you know, when you're going to Polies, you're, you're getting that championship level haircut. So definitely go see Polly's Barbershop either on 24th Street and J Street, which takes walk-ins. Or their location on 22nd Street by K Street, which is appointment only. Either way, you're going to get hooked up by going over there. Go see them. Uh, now, for the for the actual match, uh, Guazos of Gratitude. First of all, I got to thank pretty much everybody at the tailgate. You know, the, the TBB uh, tailgate there. Excellent hospitality. The, the, uh, the tacos there. Oh, my God, those tacos. I mean better than anything I can get here in Arizona. And then of course also to rave bear for those magnificent jello shots. I Woo! finally, finally got the legendary jello shots, which uh, definitely had some good kick in them. So, so it was to the point where we decided to do reverse trick or treating. So to pay some of that back, but, uh, and of course, absolutely the biggest, uh, Goazo gratitude, Cam Iwasa, Six seasons, six years of magic, both home and far away. He has done it all. Record-breaking performances, 60 career goals. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Cam, for all the memories you've given us. And with whatever you do next, we want, we want to be there for your next chapter in life. So thank you. Thank you again, Cam. Hashtag thank you, Cam. Yeah, hashtag thank you, Cam. And and you know what, Jared, I forgot about the tailgate and how much of a blast that was. And seeing people in costume and the jello shots. Yes, I only had one. Um, but I have to thank you for adding your 15 kilt lifters or however many there were to mm -hmm. the bin of beer, which you didn't drink all of them. You brought them as a gift. That was so sweet of you to do that. Um, that was great. It was great, but I have to give the best costume was uh, Jane. I actually yes. saw her walk up to me and I thought she'd been in an accident. Her, oh. her oh. costume makeup as a zombie. I literally thought, what is going on? She, what <laughs> did they get in an accident? And she's just walking up with blood on her. And, you know, she just, she was not recognizable. And that is the whole spirit of Halloween. So I got to give her a big old shout out. And I know Luis, you have your golazos of gratitude, but I'm so thankful that they, some people actually took it to the next level. Oh, and then uh, Rosa putting the sign together, the, that everybody yeah. signed for, for Cam. That was fabulous. And uh, Luis, were you able to get your signature? Were you able to connect with Connor as he was walking out to sign that? I actually didn't see him walk out. Okay. I, I yeah. I think we were distracted with Cameron and yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not even see when he went out. So unfortunately, my yeah. signature is not on it. Hey, but he gave you his signature, and I know you're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it's kind of funny that you mentioned Jane because I actually did see her, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure if it was her, and I was going to say something, but I was like, "What if it's someone else?" They're going to be like, oh, that's not me. I don't know what you're talking about. But 
as I saw her, I was like, that kind of looks like her, but it could be someone else, right? Because you said, right? Did it look she like was... she'd been in an accident? She had blood and her. Yeah. I mean, she was, that was the best makeup job ever. And I told her that. Oof, that was scary looking. <laughs> and the thing, and the thing is, she said that was last minute. I mean, you couldn't really tell by how good of a job that was. Who does that, you know? Oh, and the sure. reverse trick or treating, Jared, with Rye McMahon. <laughs> McGann, uh, come on, somebody pronounce that name for me. McGann, you know, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Their little son went around and gave all the adults uh, trick or treat candy, and that was just the best. He's got a heart that's just as big (laughs) as ever. So, you know, giving, love it. Yeah, that was awesome. (laughs) I ate Skittles. And I even grabbed an extra pack of Skittles and snuck it into the stadium. No outside food allowed. I did. <laughs> end of game, end of uh, season, right? So uh, everything goes. <laughs> well, for my uh, glows of gratitude, first of all, I'm going to start by um, giving a shout out to uh, my friend Maddie for attending the second game uh, with me too. I'm really glad that she got the chance to be able to go to this game, especially this one that, as I mentioned before, was so memorable and and all that. And she even said that she feels like she's a fan of the team now. She was able to finally get her scarf and all that's good. So just as I always like to tell everyone here on the podcast, invite a friend of yours. If they've never been to a soccer game, let them experience what it's like to watch the Republic play there because that's just how we grow our fan base. And, uh, you know, I... I know we could do it and we we have to go back to those first couple years where we were getting sold out every match and getting a ticket was a bit tough. And most people suggested that you actually buy your ticket before you go to the match. So just, just putting that out there. If you have someone that you feel should go invite them next season, please. My next one uh, goes out to actually Jared for making the trip mm-hmm. out from Arizona over here to Sacramento. I know you have to go through a lot to, make that happen and despite already knowing that we were out of the playoffs and all that you still came down and to your surprise you ended up actually coming down to what is the best game of the season (laughs) and I'm really glad that you were able to experience that and you were able to uh, talk to Cameron Uh, for all those of you who haven't seen it we've kind of shared it around social media but I I know you gave him a really good hug and you guys had a little quick uh, but really meaningful conversation there so Awesome. Really great stuff. I'm glad that, that you were able to actually experience that. Yeah, I mean, that, that was definitely an experience. I mean, to, to be honest, the one thing that I kind of forgot about was picking up my TBB uh, 2021 stuff. But then again, I don't think they were really ha- having that added anyway. But, you know, I'll, I'll chat with them later to see about getting it shipped over. But uh, if that's the worst thing that happened on Saturday, I'll I'll take it. I mean, everything else was just just magical that, 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 that night. I mean, finally, uh, finally, once again, meeting up with the uh, Republic FC and TBB uh, fa- family since uh, June coming out for the last match of the season and being able to uh, see Cam one last time, you know, just to, you know, w- wish him good luck, congratulate him on six years. I mean, to, to be honest, I w- really was not expecting I was going to be seeing his retirement if you had told me before last Monday, I would have been, well, why is he retiring for you? Like that, that can't be right. I mean, he, 
he's still in his thirties or so, but mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you know, you know, and that's you know ultimately his decision. But it was just great to see, to see him. His his boots are going to be very very difficult to fill, but as long as I was able to to make that moment, starting from. 4.30 Saturday morning to actually arriving there and seeing him in person, if not for one last time. Yeah, well worth waking up at four in the morning. I saw your post and you did that. And I was like, that that's commitment right there to wake up so early. And, and you know, not just that, right? But you still have to make, make your way to the airport, right? Because you, you don't actually yeah. drive there. So Mm-hmm. That just makes it even bigger, right? That like you actually went through different transportation means to get to the airport and then to actually come back and also do it the same way there. And uh, and actually on that note, another colossal gratitude to Sharon for taking you to the match, right? I mean, you could have walked from yeah. the hotel, but it's still a long walk. So yeah. thank you, Sharon, for taking him there and making him actually be able to be there early. He, he wouldn't it, have made it. He had too much beer. No, I mean, he didn't drink too much beer. He had too much beer to carry. He would have been mugged for those kilt lifters. Yeah, I don't know. There's Kilt lifter doesn't really have too much of a following out, out in California. But then again, <laughs> it is good beer. So who never knows? So, and, and yes, that does remind me. I, I've got two more glasses of, of gratitude now that I think about. So first of all, yes, definitely. Thank you, Sharon, for picking me up and getting the ice assembled and us getting there. And then also thank you to Louise for getting my, me to my hotel after the match. I mean, granted it was just on the other side of Cal Expo, but still, you know, you're able to, to drop me off. So thank you both of you. And ne- next time or next uh, season, I may have to start picking Arden star again, because even the breakfast there wasn't that bad. And I've got Seven Eleven just down the street if I need something. So Rather than a downtown hotel, unless it's dirt cheap, I may just go with Ardenstar again, right there by the stadium. Yeah, yeah, super convenient right there, yeah. Good good, good spot. Um, my next goals of gratitude go out to Martha Robinson and her family and to Mr. Forza Power, um, what he is known by, too, on, on YouTube. Uh, but both of them, I, I got the chance to meet them, actually, for the first time ever. And, of course, you know, give, give out some stickers, too, because they, they are... Um, they both like to travel a lot and, you know, they're involved in the, in the soccer community. So really glad that I had the chance to, um, meet them for the first time there. And then, uh, two more, uh, one, of course, uh, joining you two in, uh, the thankfulness here to Cameron Awasa for all that he did for our club. I mean, it, it just, it, we're all really thankful because he delivered a lot of really great moments for us and, He's always a really nice guy, approachable at any point after the game, whether we won or lost, he was there. So uh, you really appreciate those players that still take the time to go thank fans, regardless of what the result was. And not just that, but the fact that Jared and I actually ended up waiting uh, a while for him to actually uh, finish all, all, all the meet and greets, right, for us to get our own goodbye and be able to actually talk to him for a little bit. And so thank you so much, Cameron, for actually coming back out and not leaving the stadium in any other exit, because for a second, we were a little worried that he had actually left until, uh, thankfully, my friend Maddie actually uh, had actually seen him wear a long sleeve shirt. And so I spotted him because of that. And so I was like, oh, 
there he is right there. So he was still right there talking to uh, all the families and the kids who were um, out there doing their usual shots after the game. And so really great that we had the chance to um, see him there, give our final goodbyes as he retires. And also uh, myself actually get a training jersey autographed by him. I thought that was a really good moment. And of course, the picture that, you know, we took with Maddie, Jared and myself, that, that was really really good and definitely one of those memories that you'll never forget and then my last one goes out to Landon Donovan you guys know that I said it here uh, I believe it was in the last show that one of my bucket you were gonna seriously fanboy him you were gonna seriously oh that was what I said about you that you were gonna seriously (laughs) fanboy him never mind okay that was what I said that's not what you said that's what I said. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Back to you. You said that. And I actually agreed with you that that's exactly <laughs> what was going to happen because this guy, I just feel like he is the best player that we've ever seen in this country. And he's done a lot for this country and worldwide known. I mean, he played in Germany, England, even a little bit in Mexico <laughs> out of retirement. And so, you know, I, I was really glad and excited that after the game, I got the chance to get my USA jersey autographed, which got to give a shout out to Combat Soccer for having a jersey from 2014 still on sale, which is actually one jersey that I was looking for for a while. So shout out to them for having that there. Not just that, but having it also on clearance, which that was an extra bonus. I was willing to pay retail price for that. But hey, I'll I'll take a clearance anytime. Um, but yeah, Landon Donovan, really nice guy. He he still took the time to sign my jersey. And then there was other two people that also had their jersey. So thankfully I got there on time because he came back for some reason. He came back after he had left. And as he was actually going back outside for the second time, these people wanted to get his attention and the guy was just running away. So <laughs> I got him at a perfect time. So thank you so much, Landon. Okay, cool. Well, those those are great. Let's go ahead and move on to the actual game then and what happened. Um, So 1-1 was the score, right? And we know the first half, we didn't actually see all that much. But at the same time, uh, I don't know how you guys felt, but referee and, oh, man, it couldn't be the end of the season without seeing another referee that, in my opinion, was incapable of refereeing this match because we had some fouls that weren't called on. We had a penalty kick that, my opinion, was a penalty kick. I, I saw it from my seat in Section 105, and he didn't call it. I I really thought he would, and, and I was already like visualizing Cameron's first goal in the first half. But what, what were your guys' thoughts on, on this first half? My thoughts on the first half was bizarre because we were sitting in VIP. We could have sat anywhere because there was plenty of seats, you know, different places where we could have sat. And we were nervous because a lot of the play was down in front of us and we were attacking the other end. And we were like, we really don't want the play in front of us. We were a little, we were worried, you know, we were, we were actually concerned that that it wasn't going to end up the way it ended up simply because they were putting quite an attack on us. Um, and it was happening directly in front of the, the VIP section. We were really, really pleased when the play went, to the other end when, you know, it was finally um, in our attacking third, that felt good. Um, interesting, interesting lineup, of course, you know, without having 
I know they don't start Malik. I know they're not starting Derek Formella or, you know, coach wasn't starting those two. Um, I was, I don't know. I was, there were some parts of the, the match where I, I was wishing Dan Casey was with us. You know, I was like, what the heck did he injure? Why, why couldn't he be there? Cause I, I just love Dan Casey as our, as our, one of our center backs. Right. And it really showed he, we, he was missed. We'll put it that way. Nobby say saved our bacon a few times. We saw him right in front of us. We were like, Oh, come on a last man, get to that. And he did, you know, he's a, he's thrilling to watch that close up when, when he has to defend. So that was a, a really thrilling, that was very thrilling. And Hayden made some smart moves back there. You know, there were times where he was starting to do square ball passing and some, iffy things, but there was a, he did some good recovery work. So I have to give it to him, you know, a little bit on, on the defense. I thought Jordan McCrary was just solid as ever, man, that man, he sees the game. Luis Felipe, same thing, you know, was kind of wringing my hands thinking he was going to get a yellow um, in that first half. So at the end of the day, we know who got the, the yellow cards um, in this match, I think Quayo was the first yellow card to be issued in the match. I don't think it was Nabi. I think it was I think it was Quayo. But at yeah. any rate, yeah, yeah, it was um, Yeah, and I didn't even think that was deserved. We thought that the ref from our vantage point oh. where we were sucked. I mean, he missed. There were there were things he was calling against us that he wasn't calling against San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that was, you know, I'm sure you guys are going to talk a little bit about the suckage with respect to, you know, the calls that way. But at the end of the day, walking away at the, with a tie. But the first half was interesting. Just a little bit of a, a, a nail biter for me, if you don't mind. I take that back. It was actually uh, Nabi who got the first one. I, I could have sworn it was Emil, but yeah, I guess it was I thought Nabi. so too. Okay, it was Nabi. All right. Fair enough. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And it was a nothing, it was a nothing burger. One more time. That's right. It was another player dive situation. Not there, I don't think there was any involvement with Nubby um with respect to that particular foul. Uh, the way I recall it happening, we nobody could figure out why what the what the call was about. But at any rate, we got the call against us. I think the player just went down two steps after he was past Nubby, if I remember right. Uh, my, uh, my referee comments are going to be more towards the second half, but the first half was definitely a close one. I mean, well fought for, for both sides. Um, and really it showed at, at with the halftime score. I mean, with, with nobody, uh, giving an inch, but, uh, the second half, uh, how could I put it this way about the refs? I seem to think the referees went on the cookies run and I don't mean Winco or Bel Air. Some of you that are familiar with the downtown area, especially J Street, know which cookies I'm referring to. <laughs> Mind altering. Yeah, I, I agree. He probably was. The, <laughs> he had those cookies too early. He should have had them post game, not not before the game, not not in this one, <laughs> because that that could have ruined Cameron's chance of actually getting a goal in the first half, right, with that penalty kick. And you know, as, as the game was progressing. I kept thinking about that play and I was like, if we don't see Cameron get a goal, I'm going to be extra mad at the fact that we didn't get that penalty kick call because we all know Cameron would have 
taking that penalty. And what better than being able to score a goal right behind TVB, right? Imagine how magical oh, yeah. that would have been. So, referee, that could have happened. What's wrong with you? <laughs> that, that and the fact they waved two of our goals off. So, it could have easily been a 3-1 score. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that basically just happened in the first half. And one observation I have to say, because I, I was sitting in Section 105, which is right behind uh, the Sacramento Republic bench, which, by the way, if you want to really experience a game, sit right there because you hear every single thing that is said and you get to hear all the things that coach tells the players. And let me tell you, you might not hear that anywhere else around the stadium, but it is actually really satisfying to hear that because you see how well coach reads the game and how he is actually calling all the players all the time, right? I know Hayden had a couple of mistakes and coach was right there letting him know that. Let's just, let's just put it that way. So <laughs> really good to, to hear that because you need a coach that is actively coaching the players as any mistakes are going on. So really good stuff there. Um, so moving on to the second half, uh, of course, more things happen in the second half. And one of those things, unfortunately for us, right, was that goal that San Diego would open up the scoreline with. And one of those goals that I was not expecting to come the way it did, right? But again, I think it's the story of our season where just player from the opposite side pulls a long distance shot, tries his luck and actually has better aim than we do. And then you're left there wondering, like, why can't you guys do the same thing that guy just did instead of trying to do the same thing, but flying it, right? <laughs> yeah. Or where's the mark? Who was supposed to be on that? Who was supposed to close the guy down? Hayden. You know, how did we get so disorganized so fast? Hayden could have been a little bit closer to his mark, right? But I mean, the player just did a little quick switch around and he fell for it. And so he had some space there, right? Yep. Is there another view of this uh, highlight or no? That's the only view of this highlight? Yeah. Okay. There it is. There. That's what I wanted to see. So that's actually Nabi who didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? They were doing first defender, second defender, but, oh, I see. Then he turns and he allows the guy the inside channel. Yeah, you're right. Hayden didn't want to foul the guy in the box. Um but he does let he does let the player get the inside channel or the inside seam crease, whatever you want to call it. The shooting shooting galley. Oh. Either way, he saw the Bart Simpson value of it. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and another thing that I noticed, and I've noticed this throughout the season, right, is that some of our guys sometimes just don't have a close mark right? Like they give them too much space. And when you start doing that, they're going to pull these moves on you. And before you know it, they're going to be way beyond you, right? Because you're just giving them that much space. And I I think that's what's killed us this season is all the space that we've given our opposition and not being able to, you know, closely mark players throughout the game, not just in certain circumstances, but actually have that happen most of the game. It's interesting when you say that um, it's, that's a really tricky art. Um, The art of defending, I think is one of the hardest to do. I think the attack is easier. Um, 
just because I've played both positions, but the art of defense to press on and get body up or, you know, body up on a player. If, if you're right on them and they shake you, you're lost, you're sunk. Cause all they have to do is take one step in there past you. And so it's that fine art of knowing how much space to give them. You know, it's kind of like um, in, not in math, but when you, when you have an arc and you draw an arc, it's like what a goalkeeper does when they come out to be big, to block an angle. So they're, they're judging what's behind them, which is the goal mouth and looking at the mathematical trigonometry of protecting that goal mouth based on the location of the player and the ball and all of those other factors. And the same thing is going on in defense. Your, your mind is, you're focusing on the point of the ball, the point of the player, the angles of everything. And it's, it's crazy nuts what goes on. So it's like, do you give them two feet knowing that you can slide with them easily because the two feet is you can keep up with a two foot. If they, if the guy takes off and, and there's two feet between you, chances of you being able to spin and move and go with the player are, are higher than if you're right on that player and you're right on their feet and you're right on top of them. If they make a move and they're past you, now you're already two feet behind them or three feet behind them and you're chasing. So that all, that's the weird thing. And I don't know how they're teaching. I don't know how coach is teaching the defense and how he wants them, or if he wants them zoning, you know, it's, you're right though, Luis, the, the marking has been kind of iffy at best, you know, if, and then once they get in the box, it's just, it's different. That's why I miss Dan Casey. He has a real innate um, sense of, all of those little mathematical components that they have to figure <laughs> seriously, because they've got to know where their keeper is. They've got to know where the front post is. They got to know where the far post is. They've got to, you know, it's like, there's you, there's so much going on in your brain that your, your body has been trained to just deal with automatically. And so whether the coach is telling them, you know, give space, but stay with and don't let them get past or whether he's saying press on body up, you know, where literally, you know how you've seen the, the plays where the defender literally has the opponent in their lap, you know, because mm. they're that close bodied up, uh, you know, and there's some danger to that, especially if you're in the box, you get the danger of having a PK called against you, a penalty called against yeah. you. So, so anyhow, I, I, I'll stop there, but having played a defense and be having been a defender, unless you're like super fast on the turn and burn, it's a tough one. That, and I know that Dan Casey has that. Dan Casey can do that. I don't think Hayden is as adept at turn mm-hmm. turning with his, you know, and marking with. I think Andrew's pretty darn good at it. I think Nabi is decent because mm-hmm. he's a last man. So if a guy gets by <laughs> him, he just freaking next thing you know, his foot is, you know, halfway across the field and he's got him. Jordan's very good. Jordan can Jordan can body up on a guy. And mm. he won't necessarily get lost. Shannon is pretty good at it too, because they both have a fast first step, but Hayden's not that Hayden's not that player. So they have to play to each player's strength. And there you go. Yeah. Well, we, we need more Dan's out back. We need more. Let, let, let's want get more. To see Dan. <laughs> God, I heard a rumor that they're, they're, Oh God, I don't even want to say this. That pretty much the whole entire team short of maybe three or four players are probably you know, I don't know. I don't know that we're only going to keep a handful. And it's like, no, please don't, don't say that. You know, it's like, there's just 
weird rumors floating around, but who knows if any of them are even true. <sighs> We're just going to have to wait for the fire sale. Grr. Well, we put our list together, and if anybody cares, mm-hmm. um, we did put our list together, and I'd be happy to share that with anybody privately. You know, just let me know because I wrote it down after we did the podcast. I kind of put it out and I, I've sent it to people who have asked. So we'll see what happens. And if anyone asks for this, we'll, it will be very, very grateful to include a red stapler. But if we lose any of our players, we're just going to burn the whole place down. <laughs> Don't be a sore loser. <laughs> it, it is bad enough. We were, we were from in the middle of the table and moved all the way down to the basement. <laughs> good accent or good imitation jared oh dear we're not going to like you if you get rid of the players that we like we're not going to like you we're going to not like you and that matters to you doesn't it doesn't it matter that we like you nope it sure doesn't matter says whoever the gm the president the owners the coach nope we don't care if you like us or not. You'll like who we bring in. It's like, damn it, but I want who I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and we have last season as an experience, right? So yeah. we, we know what happened. We we went. Yeah, when you throw moments. out, yeah, when you kind of ruffle the and you know chuck the carpet or whatever you want to call it, you know, and you're bringing all these new players. Everybody has to blend in again and figure out who they're rooming with and. You know, all of that good stuff. And uh, it's just weird to try to rebuild chemistry every single year. And then it's still the the chemistry of the fan to the players also has to be rebuilt. I mean, we got super mm-hmm. excited when they announced Pete Pennant, or at least I did, because I was looking at all of his highlight reels from Finland, from his playing time in Finland and elsewhere. I was like, this dude can ball. This this dude is good. He's a floaty midfielder. He gets free. He get he knows how to read the game. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be fun. And then, you know, it's like anytime we signed somebody that looked like they were gonna be quality, it gave us excitement. But Bali, you know, we can't keep doing that every year. It's like a roller coaster where um Jared, I think, had a meme, um, or somebody had a meme one time where it's kind of like, you know, just when you think you're you're cool and all of a sudden you get spun on a curly cue and it's like, dang, that did not feel good. Yeah. Mm. I don't think it was me because I'm it might have been ha- someone you, else. You didn't do a roller coaster meme. Well, I I, oh, I, no, no, oh, I I did a roller coaster meme, but it was about something different. It was about Reno's exit and then Oakland's entry. So that's Maybe. the roller coaster. Maybe it was that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Ro- roller coaster. Er. Yeah. If it wasn't, then Jared's got competition out there. Woo woo. It's on. It's on, though. Jared, Jared's got this. Going back to what you were showing here, we haven't even talked about the Kamawasa goal. Oh, yeah. That's... Happened right in front of my body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, were you going to say something, Jared? Is it for a- uh, now I was going to say, I welcome the meme competition. <laughs> oh, it's on. <laughs> Love uh, it. So let's go ahead and forget about that first goal, because who, who cares about that when we got what we all wanted to get, right? Well, everyone yes. paid their ticket. Like this was, this was where we got our money's worth 
last Saturday. And this is the moment that is going to forever be in the history books, right? The thing that 10, 20 years from now, they're going to be putting on, you know, uh, historic replays or maybe even top 10 goals in our history, just especially for its meaning. And not just that, but I think it was a, quite a good goal. It wasn't just the circumstantial kind of a, a goal to and kind of funny because if y'all watched the, the live show i'd actually predicted a tie i, I said a 2-2 but, but my guess was that cameron would actually be the one to tie and that it would actually happen in the last 10 minutes which you know it was just like three minutes short of that but i had a feeling that we would see that and that it would be what i dub as like the hollywood finale right the, the perfect movie story that you know, you you wouldn't even guess that would happen, right? That you think you'd, well, you're watching a movie. So we get a corner kick in the 77th minute and we see everyone's favorite Jordan, as we always say, right? He's always making sure that we recover any lost balls there. Gives a really good pass to Nabi, who's just ready to just give just an amazing cross. And who's there to receive that cross to make sure it gets headed in? Our good old Cameron Iwasa, who... Shows up right there. He linked up perfectly with Nabi. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, what, what goes on after that is just an undescribable feeling. It's the history loudest that I've ever made. heard. It was yeah. like history being made. But that cross from Nabi, he knew he could flight it up and over the keeper. Did you see that perfect arc on that cross? The way he chipped it was almost as though he was playing golf and he was pitching it <laughs> up and over a mound mm. and onto the green perfectly. And, you know, Cameron was right there. It was, you couldn't have, you couldn't have crossed the ball any better it, for my money. Now it should be stated that at the time of recording of this, which is on a Monday night, it should be noted that that Luis first brought up this highlight at the most opportune time on the clock, 9.16 p.m. So, so that shows you how, how Mr. Sacramento works, uh, Mr. Wow. Cameron Wassa. His highlight demanded that it start at 9.16 p.m. as far as what we're recording right now. But, yes, that <laughs> arc is perfect as far as it goes. I mean, perfect golf arc. Uh, Cam was just able to be Johnny on the spot, headed right into the goal, number 60 of his career. I mean, you cannot write it any better than that. Yep. And Cam the Panther was just pouncing. He waited just for that perfect moment. He knows he's a Panther. He's heard it written about him before. <laughs> and he was he was perfect. The Cam the Panther pounced on that perfect ball. I mean, he positioned himself. He saw it coming in. He saw it clearing over the head of the keeper. He he knew it was going to be his, all his. It's all, all we needed. That's it. And I was right. We were right there, literally. And if you look in the highlight film, there's some idiots uh, from the other angle view um, after when he's like, if they're, if they have a different view, that's more from the um, touchline or uh, right by the boards and VIP, you'll see some idiot sticking her flag through the net and waving her flag. That was me. <laughs> oh. <Ooh. laughs> I was just waiting to hear who that was. I was like, oh. That wait. was me. Okay. 
Some idiot shoved her little flag (laughs) right through. It was a tiny, you know, the tiny flags that they gave us. I shoved it through the netting and I'm like, la, 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 with my little flag. But you can't see it from this view. Yeah. Okay. You can't necessarily see it from this view, but you can see it from the other angle views. Anyhow. And how about about that double flip too, right? In the celebration. Like, I mean, he perfectly, he was like, you know what? Let me make sure there's a really good celebration. Let me make sure that I I do something that I haven't quite done before. And he gives us a double. (laughs) And I think, I think, I think they almost made fun. Somebody said something about him making sure that the the flip that he didn't that he landed it you know that he landed it better than other people because remember the one there was someone who did a flip where they almost fell on their face when they did it they didn't land right oh gosh I forget Tucker. Who that was. Tucker, Tucker. Tucker Tucker yeah he almost landed on his knees or he did land on his knees yeah, kind of. yeah. so I, I think there was some joking about you know how Cameron made sure this that that didn't happen to him but yeah, this was so beautiful. I mean, this was the, you know, punctuation. Everybody says, you know, this is the way to start your Monday. This is the punctuation point on the season. This is, and it is, it's all those things. You know, granted, we've got two other memories. We have the miracle at Bonnie where we beat LA Galaxy 2 to advance um, further into the playoffs in 2014. And then we actually had the, you know, the winning, the match um, where we ended up winning the championship match. However, this is of those moments of those historical times, this is right in there, you know, as, as far as feelings go, you know, this is one of those feelings, the best, these are the best feelings. And you could tell, I think not just in this play, right. But throughout the game that Cameron was hungry to get that goal. And I'm sure he was like, just so anxious to get it. Right. And he was pouncing on the ball. Like he usually does. Right. But I think he was giving a little extra, right. Because let's, that Let's was a header. That. He, yeah, yeah, he did a header on that one, which is like, dang, Cam, way to go. Yeah, which is, you know, it's really good that he, he was doing those things because he, he knew it, right? He was like, you know what? I am not going to be playing tomorrow. So if I get injured, heck, let it be actually giving it the <laughs> all, trying to get that goal. And so <laughs> <laughs> if I get injured, heck, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please. I'll have plenty of recovering time. I'm good. <laughs> You're killing me, Luis. <laughs> Cam, Cam was like, this is my last game. I'm going to go full ECW mode on this. I'll, I'll do a header. I will I will hit uh, use other parts of the body to get it in. I don't care. I will get this goal. How about the substitution out of the match for Cameron, right? It's just exactly what I think we all kind of imagined would happen Everyone standing up, giving him the loudest ovation that a player has ever received at our stadium, and all the players around there just celebrating it and what whatnot. And I have to say, it looked kind of bad on San Diego's part because I, I noticed uh, some other players they were over there, you know, talking to the referee like, "Hey, they're they're wasting time, this and that." The referee kept telling them that, like, "Hey, I'm taking time here," and. I, I thought that was just unnecessary on their part. I mean, they have to see what's going on. We're not trying to get into the playoffs. Heck, even if they would have won, they still would have been third place because OC won. So I felt like it was just a little too unnecessary on their part to be complaining to everyone and then to just start doing all that. I'm like, all right, people, like, just just calm down. He's not wasting that much time. I've seen players waste much more time 
on the field acting like they're injured and killing so much time. So I think they needed to calm themselves down. So say that, Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can say that again. Yeah. Yeah. But San Diego knew this is going to be a special match. They knew that there was going to be some pop and circumstance, especially if Kamawasa was going to be subbed out. So they just need to uh, re- remove the uh, the undercarriage full of salt for that, that they're wearing and just <laughs> let us have our moment. They're going into the playoffs. We aren't. We got to finish the year uh, some special way. So let them complain on, on the way to the playoff match that, uh, this weekend. Yeah, but definitely make sure that you win the playoff match next weekend, though, San Diego. We're rooting for you <laughs> and rant there. <laughs> So yeah, the, the, we are totally rooting for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I have my list of of my my wish list, and you know, yes, there is no other team that you're playing against that even deserves words, but you guys do. San Diego Loyal, you guys are it. So let's go, let's go. Come on, Loyal. <laughs> and of course, there's there's two other teams that uh, we're. Uh, how can I put it this way? If t- if there were ties in the playoffs, even that wouldn't be good enough. We need them to lose. That's going to be Phoenix for many, many reasons. And this year, new to the list, San Antonio. So those are two teams we want to be- get bumped off, bumped off like a mafia movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in fact, I, I let Roro know that. He needs to be out there, you know, avenging us for that handball that he got to witness as well, right? And so yeah. he's our representative right now. And he said, I got you. So, he, you know, the, all the best vibes out to RGV and hope that they manage to avenge us. And what, what better person to do so than Roro, who has been on fire lately, right? He's, he's scored some goals that have been really critical for them. And Roro, if you're listening, I've got a few words of advice. Leave the goal Take the pan dulce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Now the pan dulce. <laughs> so I completely forgot to give this extra shout out um, in my gloves of gratitude. But this this just went to add on an, an amazing day. And definitely one of those things that I never expected would happen. Right. So I ended up getting home around like one in the morning and randomly i hear my messenger sound just go off and i'm like oh I wonder who's, who's messaging me at this time right end up being that it was actually coach briggs that was actually sending me a message to thank me for the support this season ah. right and we went on for about i'd say about like 40 minutes of like a little what? chat back and forth Damn. yeah so craziest thing right and and super thankful because i mean what what better way to close the season for myself than to get a thank you message from coach the night of the match, right? One in the morning as I'm getting home myself. My sister said she was pissed. She goes, oh. why are you waiting so long to put Mario on? She even got upset. She goes, that needed to happen sooner. She was like talking about the subs. <laughs> she was like all, all over the subs needing to have been to have happened sooner. And so we kind of talked at our table about how sometimes <laughs> sometimes you don't make the subs sooner for, you know, because, you know, if something is working okay. <laughs> You don't make the subs. I just thought it was hilarious. It's like, no, he should have been on sooner. I love her passion, man. She's, 
we're all passionate. Jared, I don't know what it was like for you over in TVB, but it had to have been like so passionate over there. There was a point oh, where it was yeah. quiet, but for the most part, it was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, the, even with the the two goals that got waved off, I mean, it definitely got rocking over there until they until we all realized that uh, it was not a goal for, for both of them. <laughs> and, and, oh in fact, God, no, that happened twice. That happened twice. Mm-hmm. One time I had to grab my sister and sit her down. It's like, Donna, it's offside. Look at the flag. And she's like, mm. she still kept wanting to celebrate. <laughs> I remember that one. Uh, that happened exactly also for me, everyone around my section. Actually, I think maybe it was the whole stadium, right? Like people yeah. were celebrating, but I was not. We, it was just a few of us, Sharon. So it was also me as well. I was not celebrating because for the longest time, I mean, I was already showering at the linesman. Right. Because the flag was right. up and I was like, why, why did he do this? And then we end up scoring. I see everyone celebrating and I'm letting everyone know, like, hey, l- l- I'm like pointing. Up. Look, 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 at the look flag. at the flag. The players aren't even know, celebrating. Look. <laughs> so it's funny. You and I, it's like we already know. You look at the linesman, you know, the minute the goal goes in, you quickly look at the linesman to see if it was offsides. And I did that on both 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 situations. And it's like flags up. I'm not celebrating. I'm not going to be a fool. It's like everybody else around is like, yay. It's like, come on, you guys ought to know by now in soccer. Look at the linesman. The minute the ball goes in the net, check the linesman to make sure. But but see, yeah. the, the second time, it actually happened before we scored the goal. I would say maybe like three or four seconds before we scored the goal. The linesman already mm-hmm. had his flag up. Play kept going. We scored the goal. And I'm like, wait, did, did no one see that? The, the flag is up. Like we And and even whoever controls like the big screen on the stadium, they actually yeah. also went with hearing everyone's actually celebrations because Carlton oh. Belmar was on the screen, right? For like a brief, oh. like three seconds, I would say. I was like, and I even looked up and I'm like, um, who's controlling that? Do they all, do they not realize either? That's, Amazing. I don't know, what, what did you experience, Jared? What, was everyone in TV celebrating as well? Those two times? Oh yeah, everyone was going nuts. I mean, for, for both goals, um, the first time it was like, uh, it suddenly died down once we realized that uh, the goal was waved off. The second one, I was just running like 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 a uh, running like an idiot, you know, up and down the uh, the gangway there, celebrating the goal, and I was still feeling the pain in my upper leg muscles uh, from that, and all just uh, just to end up being waved off yet again. So I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm taxed. I I got I got to sit down the rest of the match. I mean, I was just winded. I mean, after all that for nothing. Oh, oh no. Oh man. I, I would have been even more mad at the linesman then. Oh, they oh they were they were tearing at the at the uh, refs uh, after that. I mean they just let a huge ref you suck. Ref you suck oh, uh, so, oh my God. So that's what they were saying. Okay, because because I thought I heard that too. I was trying to like we were hear it out. We were like, chanting oh, that in VIP too, and then I realized, oh wait a minute, we're not really supposed to be and we're supposed to be hoity toity. So I said oh, yeah. it a few times, and there were a few of us that were saying it. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, because Kevin Daigle's right here. We don't necessarily wanna <laughs> ruin it for him. Well, I was I was chanting it with the pinky up, we're in VIP. <laughs> Let, let me actually my, say. My, uh, now that, I was drinking my cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> now that you guys mentioned that, you know, the refuse uh, kind of uh, chant that was going around, uh, a little quick, instant golazos of gratitude to everyone in the stadium because <laughs> I've never heard our stadium 
that loud every time that the referee would make a mistake when everyone found out that the two goals weren't two goals. I mean, people were making the referee feel like he doesn't want to ever come back to Sacramento. And I'm like, that is exactly what I've been asking for for a while is that I want all the stadium to channel their energy, their, you know, just anger at any bad call and just make the referee realize what he just did. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, well, I mean, it was great. And that's what Mark even told us, make it an inhospitable place for the opponent. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say referees, but it's okay. We can do that to the referees <laughs> too. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. In fact, as I was getting ready to go walk to, you know, the closer to the VIP area, right. Where I ended up getting Landon's uh, autograph and Cameron's as well. If y'all don't know, right. The referee and the linesman usually, and, and the fourth official as well, they're usually the first to walk out. And yep. as I was walking out, I, I wasn't intentionally walking out to like walk out and be closer to them. Right. But everyone in all the further sections, right. Probably from one Oh six on, Oh, you were hearing almost everything you can possibly imagine. I'm sure all the, you know, cussing words in the English dictionary were mentioned quite a few times as they actually walked off and a lot of booing, of course, and all that. I even joined in on some of the booing as well myself. And uh, it was just something else. I was like, people keep doing that. You keep doing that. If you disagree with everything, you keep on doing that. Keep voicing your thoughts. And I will say it wasn't just the English words. There were some of the uh, words in Espanol being used as well. (laughs) Okay. Before the, but when their game ended, I muttered under my breath, they're going to need a lot of security to get those referees off the field to surround them. And sure enough, I don't know if you looked, but they were surrounded by a pack, biggest pack of like security people and, you know, kind of like unofficial official people surrounding the refs as they, they left the field. And that, I mean, that they knew they had to do that. The referees knew that they had to be surrounded to leave because it was, it could have potentially been ugly if this was in Europe or if this was in some other place, look what they did to, um, Oh my gosh, what was the stadium where they hated the VAR and the fans took the field and dismantled the VAR and just ruined it. Oh, damn. I saw wow. that it happened over the weekend. Yeah. The fans were so upset at the VAR system that they took to the field and dismantled it um, and just ruined it. They, they just they ran over to VAR because it ruined the game for them. It was a last minute decision that I think allowed for either a goal to be disallowed or allowed for a PK. I forget which it was. I just remember seeing mm-hmm. it just literally. And it's like, Holy smokes. And that's what happens, you know, to officials. They, they get, they, they get beat up. I mean, the officials have been killed in South America. I forget which mm-hmm. country it was where the officials were hunted down and, and they were murdered. It's like, you know, so it's like stuff like that still happens. That's how passionate people are about this mm-hmm. sport. And so I'm glad they kind of surrounded the officials and got them, <laughs> got them into the back quickly but you know we're we're we have a little bit more class here in sacramento but we could we could be meaner but we're not yeah this ain't reno yeah we we don't we don't uh we don't do stuff like that here right oh no i mean i mean we, we all just you know we, we might shout out the referee but thankfully yeah no one actually jumps <laughs> the fence or anything and tries to do anything like everyone just you know keeps it to their opinion and it's i mean it, it's allowed right i mean it's not like 
anyone's going to say you can't voice your thoughts, right? As long as it doesn't go beyond that, you know, it's it's something that happens and, you know, it is understandable because you're just frustrated at different calls that happened and all that. So, uh, yeah, people keep, keep voicing your opinions, but please don't let her ever let it um, get out of hand, right? Because then it looks bad mm-hmm. on us. And and trust me, I experienced that with the uh, friendly between Cruzul and Earthquakes a couple of weeks back where one of our fans uh, decided to actually jump and go onto the pitch and actually um, give a sucker punch to one of the Earthquakes players, which was pretty bad. So, um, yeah, let's not let that happen because then people start to generalize this and that and it gets out of hand, which is really dumb because one fan shouldn't represent all the fans. But, you know, we we, we definitely don't want that and we don't want to be known as as the team that is the violent one. So. <laughs> so so remember, folks, keep the cursing at the rest family friendly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically, that's what we're trying to say here. <laughs> Some little quick stories, and Sharon actually mentioned one in our live show that I thought would be kind of interesting for those of you who missed that show and and all that. Y'all need to hear the story about why he actually has the number 31, because if you maybe haven't wondered that, I mean, uh, I'm sure plenty of people have because he probably should have been our number 10, right, at this point, but there, there's a story behind that. So you mind telling us like the short version of that story then? So short version of the story. <laughs> well, Cam, when he first came to us was the number 14 and then he, then he left, you know, he got signed at MLS after that. And, um, and then Adam John took over the 14. And so when Cam came back, that 14 was already taken. So, um, and we had to like, we had, we had either a practice game or, or some match where he needed um, a, a jersey and we hadn't like printed anything up or we hadn't gotten him because he didn't come back like early. It was kind of a weird timing when he came back. And so we have back then we had these three sequential numbers for the blood kit. And for the life of me, I don't remember if it was 28, 29, 30, 29, 30, 31, 31, 32, whatever. It was like right in that little range and 31 was the part of the blood kit or, you know, the kit you would give a guy if he got blood all over his jerseys back then. Um, Cause we'd never had a second Jersey. We didn't at that time. I don't think we had the players had second jerseys. They may have, but we're not hundred percent. I'm not a, like, I don't remember. All I know is we gave him either the sub kit or the blood kit to play. And, you know, but, but those three sequential numbers, we were going to get it back from him and, you know, then give him his number that whatever number he needed or wanted from the rest of the pick. And when everything was over, we're like, what number do you want? I'll just keep the 31. And we're like, no, you're going to break us. If you keep the 31, that's a sequential number and whatever size that they, that's not you can't. So we had to redo the numbering for the blood kit since he took the 31 out of that sequence, you know, because we always had three numbers right in a sequence. It's like, dang it, Cam. He kept the 31 and he broke us. You know, he broke the equipment people. <laughs> it was funny. It wasn't funny at the time because then we had to find a different sequence. Maybe that's why the numbers went up higher after that. Maybe we did 32, 33, 34. Who knows? But we literally had to, because of Cam, we broke it. This is weird. We're just like, yeah, put this on for this match and, you know, we'll take it back from you when you're done. And he's like, oh, no, I'll just keep it. That'll be a good number. It's like, okay, all right, whatever you want. <laughs> 
right what now we're, we're at 35 36 37 i believe because <laughs> Raphael has number 34 so yeah but navi has 36 so oh that's true yeah yeah okay, 37 you know what and i don't even know what they do for the blood kit anymore honestly you know it's i'm so out of practice i'd have to ask uh cappy uh, you know how how they do the the blood kit because they have to have one of each size because they don't know which player is going to get all screwed mm. up you know and same way with a the goalkeeper they always have to take two separate kits for the goalie because if the referees come in at the last minute, you know, let's say you put your keeper in uh, fluorescent yellow and you didn't bring a backup color and the referees only have fluorescent yellow, it's like, uh, now what are you going to do? I remember having to drive from the old Bonnie Field back to the locker room at CRC and get a second kit for the um, for the keeper because at the last minute things didn't work out. And I was like driving like 90 miles an hour and you know how 99 is and you know how all those freeways are. I was like in a major yeah. panic and I had to get back in time. And yeah, those were the days, but yeah, I don't, oh. I feel for anybody who, anybody who supports the team behind the scenes at, in team operations, my hats are off. It is a hard job, real worthwhile. It's nothing. It's a little bit like Ted Lasso, but that's way glamorous. <laughs> um, it's not that glamorous. It really isn't that glamorous when you're trying to get grass stains out of socks and you're trying to get grass stains out of shorts. Yeah. Nothing, nothing is glamorous about working behind the scenes, but it really is rewarding. Anyhow, that's the story. So, on so with the, it. So the, did you make it on time with the goalkeeper kit? Yes. Oh, okay. But you, oh. I mean like, right, like right on time. It's like, I was there Then you know, it's like, cause the referees, when they do the, Cause they do the um, Jersey inspections, not inspections, but you know, they have, they go through what we have, the colors and they're running everything down. And I got there in time with the correct uh, gear for the keeper. So, yep. I also remember having to run back and get shin guards and, you know, just different <laughs> things. You run back and go get, you know, somebody's cleats. They forgot their cleats. It's in locker. Oh. It's like, Oh man, all that stuff. Things are way different now. They actually have a, a better system than what we had when we were doing it because we were still finding our butt with both hands um, on how to do. Uh, and, and that's why having uh, Cappy, he's been there doing it for so long. And the and his predecessors, the people who were there before, they knew what was needed. When we started, we were building it from scratch and, you know, we were trying to acquire equipment and we were, you know, we were looking at what other teams were doing and trying to, you know, like mimic it, but we, you know, it's, it's just, it was different back then when you're, when you're a startup, you don't know what you don't know initially. And then you learn, you have to learn really quick. It's like drinking from a fire hose. You, you only get one chance to make a mistake. And after that, no more mistakes. So hmm. yep, it's, it's, it's an interesting job. Tell you the truth. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Well, see again, things that we as fans don't know about, <laughs> we just show up to the game and we're like, everything <laughs> seems to be going well but i never that, thought you you were like just going 90 on 99 no, yeah. no. <laughs> oh my gosh and fretting um, just sweating bullets and just hoping my car was you know like you, you think of all the things when you're rushing to take care of something or running back because the old days we kept a lot of the gear in sacramento as well uh in the, we had an office um, what off Broadway, right off Broadway. Remember that? Mm, and we had mm-hmm, a lot of gear yeah. there. And I remember having to run there and get captain's armbands. 
because we didn't pack any or whatever we had packed didn't make it there. So, you know, running back and and getting that and then having friends who um, in soccer stores that could help us out. It's just amazing what we ended up doing and bargaining with and, you know, getting getting stuff from the the campus themselves, things that they weren't going to use. And we were able to snag some equipment. It's just phenomenal what you do when you have to do what you do. So putting a team together. Yeah. Not noisy feet, but it's my bucket list from a desktop because we need a team here. (laughs) I know. I hope, I hope it happens of some some sort. Yeah. I'll I'll have to see how I can, you know, form an investment group and, you know, try and pull something together. And yeah. <laughs> um, You're always thinking if anybody can do it, Luis, I know you can. Um, mm-hmm. You've already established so much already. I mean, and, and there's a lot of people that are very grateful for what you've done and putting this, you know, getting this podcast kind of modified from the last podcast to this one, and then really launching this one in a, in a solid, in, you know, solid way that you have. I think a lot of people really respect you. You know, granted, Jared and I are just window dressing. You know, we help out here. But at the end of the day, you're the backbone, man. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, yeah. And I know Jared will chime in right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I see you going far in this world. And we're in good hands with people like you. So appreciate that. And we'll always be. I know. I don't want to speak for Jared, but we'll always be willing to be your window dressing. Come on. <laughs> right, Jared? we've been doing it for, for this long from from a distance you know like, you know we're, we're we're down for it we're down for it yeah well i, I gotta say you guys are really critical to th- thank you for your kind words too but I, I would consider you guys like the wheels of a car right i mean you might have the engine but you need the wheels for it to actually run so uh, <laughs> uh you know definitely a really uh critical element here on the show and yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we, we've decided to switch focus, right, with this podcast when we established this one. And, you know, it, it's it's been nothing but great, right? And then this being our first season as a podcast here and, and all that, we, we do really appreciate, like I always say, um, to all of our listeners for all your support, for requesting the stickers too, right? I, I know we, we've gotten messages from a lot of people or you're at the stadium and someone recognizes you and they're like, hey, where's my stickers at? And I know we've all had those stories happen to us and all that. And just the satisfaction of giving someone a sticker is is something else. Let me tell you, right? Like people might think it's something simple and all that. And that maybe, maybe we don't think too much of it, but I I get just in this like really super grateful mood. Anytime I like hand out a sticker, no matter where I'm at, because I've given out stickers, not just at matches, but outside of the matches as well. We've mailed a couple of them as well. So, I mean, yeah. And, I, and I'm at the point where you can see me anywhere, run into me anywhere you want. I actually have stickers with me that I keep in my wallet, just as an FYF for everyone. So <laughs> if you want a sticker and you see me somewhere, just tell me that like, I can have a sticker and I'll actually pull one out of my wallet. So And, and I'm kind of like you. I keep stickers pretty handy. They even go on bike rides with me. I usually have about four extras with me when I go on the bike rides. Yeah, you don't there's not many places to store stickers but i figured a way to do it so yeah yeah i got oh, stickers cool. and jared is now well stocked up right so yep i still have them in my in my backpack so it, if i happen to see someone randomly who's a republic fc the fan and i got my backpack with me just just 
have them out right right then and there. So right. if, if anyone's listening in Maricopa County and you need a sticker, let me know. I'm out in the West Valley. I got you taken care of. Yeah. Or if you happen to run into Jared just spontaneously anywhere. Right? <laughs> yeah. Hell, even if even if you see me in Jacksonville in a couple of weeks, let me know. I got your stickers. Oh, yeah. He he's also going to Jacksonville. It's like that that is our go-to spot and it's such an amazing place if you haven't been to. North Florida is really something else. So, uh go, go check him out if you're ever out on vacation uh, around that side. All right. Well, Jared, I think it's that time to hear your USL unsolved mystery of the season. Uh I would say, I mean, an end of season edition, or unless you want to keep doing it off season, but uh, what do you have for us? And, and what's your plan for this segment during our off season? Well, as far as off season goes, you know, we'll definitely keep our eyes and ears out for some of the latest USL news and transactions. You know, if anything kind of perks up um, you know we'll, we'll definitely speak on it uh but as far as the season ending uh, unsolved mysteries um i guess one thing we we can wonder is what uh, why the late season collapse that uh is keeping us out of the playoffs i mean granted we we did face some formidable foes uh, the last couple of weeks I, I mean this past saturday against san diego and of course uh, Phoenix the week beforehand, but seeing some of the other results, I mean, it seemed like we could have just walked into the playoffs had we just won this past Saturday and the, and the Saturday beforehand. So what is the cause of this late season collapse to our playoff season hunt? I mean, we, we had seen Los Angeles had, had lost the appropriate games Oakland ended up winning both of their last two matches and Tacoma actually either tied or lost. So if we had taken our destiny into the right hands, we'd be, we'd be talking about who, who we're playing against uh, next week. But instead, we've got uh, early reservations for Lake Berryessa. <laughs> but the, the one thing we can at least... Uh, say positively is we at least uh, got to witness uh, one last uh, flip from from Kamawasa with his 60th goal but really I mean beside that I'm still a little bummed with, with our uh, semi collapse uh, just going so deep into the playoff on we were just there we had just gotten two more wins instead of ties but you know, we're, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. We'll just have to see what the, the fire sale transactions come across uh, later this month. And then it's off to March. Yeah, and I think a, a big part of that was all the ties that we got, right? I mean, it was just, like, amazing how many ties we got this season, right? Like, 12 ties. We were basically tied in second place for most ties in all league. Only OKC got 13, right? And we were sharing 12 ties with Austin Bold. And it, you think about getting so much ties and what just two of those ties, converting those into wins, what four points could have done for us, right? Because this game mm-hmm. could have been played a lot different if we were just 
two points away from playoffs, right? And, you know, it, it might seem like, you know, wishful thinking, right? Just to say like, oh, well, you know, if we would have actually won, then this could have happened, right? And if this would have happened, that would have happened. But in reality, I mean, the real circumstance here is that we were just five points away from fourth place at the end of the season, right? And I think maybe that's what ends up hurting us the most is that we were so close, right? Versus like Las Vegas Lights. I mean, they were 20 points away, <laughs> right? Yeah. So we were so close yet so far at times. And that's really how it felt, right? Because we got to one point where we weren't going further. It almost seemed like we stopped at a certain like point range and we were just moving up by one point. And that wasn't doing us a lot of good because other teams were moving up by three and we were still moving up by one. And so it's, it's just a mixture of all those different things. But I think where we lost our season was that game against Oakland roots where we lose um, at Oakland, right? The last game we played against them. That's really where our season went downhill, right? Because that was the critical game. Now, now that we can look back to the past because Oakland roots ultimately right fourth place, 41 points. And they took well, and, points. And against Tacoma, all of, all of those towards towards even that part of the season, everything where we weren't getting three points, where we were getting ties, or we were getting beaten. I mean, look at Oakland made it with four. The, I mean, like there was like that dog race at the very end, and Oakland was the one that squeaked through, and it could have been us. Mm-hmm. I mean, that easily could have been us. Yeah, seriously. So. Easily could have been us. Yeah, it, it really could have. And we said it before, right? That was the critical thing. It's like beating Tacoma, Los Dos, those two games that you have there. Oakland, of course, as well. But Tacoma and Los Dos, we were like, those are really critical ones. And I have to say, I was shocked, right? When I was traveling that day to uh, look at the match and see that we didn't beat Tacoma when I, I was almost getting ready to count those three points there because we had actually beaten them before right so it was almost that when we had those nine points as being our magical nine points we were automatically counting Tacoma because we felt like we did good against them in the previous three games and so in this last game at home yeah come on we got to get three points like there's no way we're not going to get it so I was a little surprised in that game and I know I wasn't on to talk about that but I I I was surprised when I found out that it was a, a zero zero well, Sharon, your cat has not made an appearance. I was kind of waiting to see. I was I was even extending the podcast a little bit, waiting to hear like a meow, just an agreement, especially for well, all the things that we were saying right now about us needing to get some points out of those ties. But no, she's she's not doing so well. She did stretch at one point and she I could see her stretching because she heard us talking and I could see her head come out from her hiding spot. But she's 18 and a half and these last 48 hours have not been good for her. So we'll see what happens. I'll keep you posted. I'm hoping I hear a meow out of her myself soon. Yeah. Well, at least at least she showed up. And like you said, she kind of moved her head a little bit. So maybe <laughs> she did hear us. She was like, I'm in agreement with them. Let's hope yeah. to see most of our guys back out next season so we can have a solid team that has gelled together really well. So. I, would, I would love to see a core kept. I will say this more than just a handful I would really like to see a core and have the guys go away and reflect. But 
We'll see what happens. I hate the fire sale. I hate the fire sale. Uh, same here. Same here. I mean, the, the only good fire sale there is is for the furniture stores. Not not yeah. our club. I know. But I guess I think, Jared, you were the one who was saying this before, but the positive thing is that it's happening earlier than usual, right? And, and with that being said, if it does happen, uh, as I've said before, let it happen as soon as possible so that way we can start looking at next season. Coach can have most of the players that are going to be on the team and so they could start having a solid preseason and we can start seeing those players more early on. And one other thing that I think that they should start thinking about uh, when they start planning their preseason is I hope that we get to see the team more in the preseason. I I know Mm -hmm. this year, all the circumstances and all that basically just had us just watch them one game in the preseason. But uh, I hope that for next year, we see more games. We see games. uh, I'd love to see another game at my alma mater, Stan State, again at Sherlock. That would be really nice. Maybe they uh, organize a friendly with the new Fresno team Mm -hmm. that's out there. That'd be fun. Uh, Heck, maybe go down to Monterey, play against them, uh, a friendly there. I think that would be. uh, Oh, you know that's going to happen. Yeah. So make it happen, Sacramento. We just want to see the team. And February, as we've been accustomed to in, in previous years, and you know, uh, make sure that we don't go without Sacramento soccer for for too long. <laughs> yeah, that's all we ask for. Okay, great. Well, uh, one final reminder for everyone uh, as we close this podcast out: um, please give us a follow on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at State Republic Twelve. Also, in case you didn't see the announcement yet. Our podcast is now uh, on Facebook, or I think it's going to be known as Meta soon from what I've heard. (laughs) Uh, But every time we post a new podcast, uh, Facebook actually generates a post with the podcast episode. The full episode is on there. So if you're one of those people that is maybe thinking about deleting your Spotify, Apple podcast, or heck, even maybe canceling your subscription to them, uh, no worries for you. If you have Facebook and you have the application, you can actually hear us on there. So great stuff. I'm really glad they incorporated that feature for podcasts and it it works just the same way. And if you want to listen to us while you're scrolling through your newsfeed, well, you can do that because you can actually keep it there uh, as you scroll through your newsfeed. So really good feature, really good stuff. So check it out if you want to listen. I think they add the episode, I think within a couple hours after it's it's been, um, after we posted too. So uh, check that out and give us a like so you can find out when we post a new episode now. Also, I am actually planning live shows. So one more reason to follow us on social media. And among those live shows, we are going to have some live interviews. They're not going to make it to the podcast because they're going to be a little more interactive with people asking questions and all that. So be on the lookout on our social media because uh, as soon as we have any scheduled, they'll actually go automatically there. Also, for an upcoming podcast episode, I'm just going to give you guys all a hint on who that person will be. And you can do your own research, figure out who that could be. I mean, there's a lot of people who it could be, but we are actually going to be interviewing a player who played in Sacramento and is now playing in Europe. So really exciting interview that we have to share with you all. We are going to be recording it um, this weekend, so be on the lookout for it sometime during the week. And if 
for some reason we end up not being able to record that interview, then we'll probably have a different interview. But that is just one interview that is coming along. And, you know, we, again, we're really excited to share it with everyone and to talk to this person because they have a really interesting story to tell now that they're playing uh, in, in Europe and, and how they made it there. And hopefully it's inspiration to any soccer players in Sacramento that you could cross the water and make it to that continent that every soccer player dreams of playing at. All right. Well, any last final words here, uh, Sharon, Jared? Nope. Considering that it is 10 p.m., I think we are good to go. And thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Thank you, Jared, for making the trek in. And thank you, Luis, for always being the backbone of this whole deal. It's been a hell of a season, a season like none other. I'm not sure that's a good or bad thing, but can't wait to- <laughs> Can't wait to do it all over again this March. And yes, March, not May. Yes, please. Yes. As long as we don't have COVID-22, I think we should hopefully have it in March as it should start. And by Halloween, we should be looking at playoffs, not looking at the last game of the season. So hopefully that ends up happening again. Awesome. Well, yeah, thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Jared, for spending your Monday night here with us. And thank you, the listener, for always supporting us and listening to our shows and watching all those live shows that we do as well. We really appreciate your support. And if it weren't for you, we uh, wouldn't have as much motivation as we do to do what we do. Have a great night, everyone. And we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Cue the music. I need to find I need to find the meeting bar. Where did it go? Oh it's I need to press the skateboard. Oh jeez. <laughs> I need to put like another button next Up, oh, did I freeze? Oh no, you're you're good. I, I was just drinking. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, I was just drinking something. I was like, okay. Oh. Yeah, but we should don't drink. So you got you choked on water or tea. Yeah, uh, whatever. On tea, I'm actually drinking tea, some uh sweetened black tea, raspberry. Fine. So on tea. <laughs> that is so bizarre because we, you know, Luis, whenever he says he, he was drinking, it's like never assume anything alcohol with him because it's not, you know, but with me and Jared, if we, if we choked oh. on something, it'd be like, what are you drinking, man? Here's what I'm drinking. Like earlier tonight, it was an 805 for Dia de los Muertos. I was honoring somebody's in some a memory of somebody and Jared would probably be having a kilt lifter or something fun and Luis is having tea. Tea and water. Yeah, that's right. His, his liver will thank him. <laughs> his liver will thank him. That is certain. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and, and it's also got caffeine, too. So got to make sure that I'm, oh dear. I'm awake. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. 